Now, Positively Ernie with Ernie Anastas, a New York TV legend and radio host with great positive stories and interviews. Thanks, Ernie. You're the best. And now, here's Ernie. And here we are. We're back with more for you on Positively Ernie. Thanks for joining us. I, I, I love doing this show, you know, bringing you information that you can use. I like to find a problem and, and, and look for solutions, okay? Today, I've got a great guest. Uh, I've known her for a while. She's just a fabulous personality. Say hi to Rachel D'Alto. Rachel, hold my hands. Oh, nice to have you here. It's a little here. cold right now. No, it's okay. It's okay, but you have a warm heart. I know you and a great personality. You are a dating relationship expert. Uh, you're a television personality. Uh, people probably have seen you in a lot of the shows, Married at First Sight, Kiss, Bang, Love. <laughs> I mean, you've done it all. Um, how does it feel to be doing all the things you're doing? Are you happy? I am so happy. Yeah. I have to say, this is it's a pretty great gig when you're focused on helping people make connections. Isn't it nice? It really you know, is. And you're doing the thing that you love, yes. and, and it shows. You, yes. know? you see it in a person's face. They smile. They feel good. Uh, we're going to talk about dating today and a lot of other things. I'm ready. Um, Tell me something. Uh, are you having a good time with your own life? Yes. I actually just got married hey, uh, about congrats. seven months ago. We've been together for almost seven years. Seven months. Yeah. Wow. So seven months ago, we, we officially tied the knot. Oh, so it's pretty awesome. We're in the honeymoon stage. Isn't but, that uh, wonderful? It is really wonderful. Was it love at first sight? Or? It was definitely. I I always think you grow in love. It's always lust at first sight. I think mm. we have that initial attraction to yeah. people, and then you grow in love. And uh, it was definitely, I knew pretty quickly that this was going to be my person. You know, it's so. a beautiful thing yeah. when you find the person that yes. you want to be with. Yep. And you know it. It's so easy. Yeah, We have I the know. most peaceful, easy relationship. It's a blast. Do you so talk I about, be I'm, I'm very curious because yeah. this is part of what we're talking about. When you meet the person that you want to be with, do you go through in, in a natural way, not like a, like a whole list, <laughs> but do you go through a lot of the things like what what makes us compatible? Yes. Are, do our personalities match? Are there issues that may become a problem down the road? Have you done that? Yes. Well, especially since it wasn't our first time around. So mm. I, you know, I, I was married previously. He was married previously. And so you want to make sure when you get married later in life that you're you're really going in there for mm. the right reasons. And even just before we even thought about getting married, it's being in a relationship with someone yeah. when you're thinking about possibly blending families and really making that commitment, you have to see how do our values match up? Mm -hmm. Where are we going? Are we in the same direction? And is it easy? Because I think, you know, you can deal with a lot of drama and chaos in your 20s and maybe in your early 30s. But mm -hmm. by the time you hit 40, you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to have a good time. I want someone that I, you know, gives me butterflies and, and I feel yeah. respected by and I trust implicitly. And so those are the things that, that I think I looked for and I wish I looked for yeah. when I was younger. You know, Rachel, <laughs> you, you bring up a good topic because that's part of what we're discussing today with dating and relationships. People learn from previous relationships. Yes. And a lot of people say that it's good that you have some experience to draw on yes. because we learn and it becomes better. You know, like the song goes, love is lovelier. Yes. The second time around. <laughs> and, and and maybe it, it may not be the second marriage, but it could could be just another relationship that you're going to yes. and you make it better, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we have to learn from our past relationships. Mm. If we're not paying attention, if we're not having some sort of level of self-awareness and really thinking through what could I have done differently or or what could I have chosen differently in the partner yeah. and, and really learn from that and grow from that, then you're just going to keep repeating the same cycle. Yeah. Well, congratulations, by the way. Thank May you. you have many, many, many happy years together. I hope hey, listen, so. there's a study out. Yes. Singles in America. Yes. Okay. I was looking at this thing, a lot of new trends. One of the things that really stood out, AI, artificial mm. intelligence, 
Okay, tell me how that's coming into the dating and the whole relationship thing. It's becoming a huge component. So yes, Match uh, puts out a Singles in America study every year. Yeah. This is the 13th study that they've done. They, they survey 5,000 people. So mm. it's a pretty pretty large study. And they found with AI is that people are really starting to integrate it in their messaging, in their photos. And sometimes it's problematic because people are finding that if you're altering your, your picture with AI, it's a deal breaker. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah, if you're using it to write all your messages, it's a deal breaker. So figuring out, because we're still kind of stepping into it. It's not that everybody's using it right now. It's that everybody's thinking about using it. And we want to make sure that we're using it right so that we're not actually okay, creating so, deal breakers. So, so what are the what are the, the pluses and the minuses here? Yes. Okay, initially when sure. you said AI, you know, you, you start having all of these messages and talking points and yes. maybe your profile and so forth. Hey, we don't have to talk about fake. Yes. Fake stuff is everywhere and I can't stand it. But okay, so we have to worry about that. What do you do to protect yourself and how is it working on a positive note? So it's really showing that we can use it for our benefit in terms of really helping to maybe draft a message, maybe think of topics to ask. You know, use it for ideation is what I always say. Mm -hmm. Don't use it for replacement yeah. of conversation because AI is not funny. <laughs> it, oh, right. is, it is not, it's not funny. It doesn't have your tone. It doesn't have your inflection. And yes, it's becoming trained better, but we're really trying to make sure that people still show their personality because we want people to connect based on their authentic selves. Uh -huh. So, if you if you're like I don't know what to say to this person, these right. are the things that they like. What's a good entry well, that line? That could be helpful. That's helpful. Yeah. Now, ha have, have there like been success stories? I mean, people say that you know what, it really helped me. Uh, it made me connect with someone, and we got to know each other, and we were honest. Uh, using AI, but in an honest way. Yeah, I, I haven't heard actual like word on this, you know, word yeah. on the street success stories yet. But I'm sure they're coming, and I'm sure they're out there. It's just I want to encourage people to utilize it to your benefit without replacing who you are as a human, mm. because human connection is what we're oh, what we're here for. Yeah. So we want to make sure that that's a part of it. But yeah. uh, it's definitely helpful. Just don't don't create a new picture. If I see another AI LinkedIn oh, headshot man. or dating profile pictures, it's like. You want to show who you are. Take off the filters. Exactly. You know, this is the person that you're going to be with in person, yeah. hopefully, very yeah. soon. You know, Rachel, there's a quote. I love quotations. And there's one that says, and in the end, the masks came off and people looked at each other and they said, what a terrible waste. Yes. They were hiding behind this mask when there was something really beautiful and genuine underneath all of that. Do you think we're better off now in terms of communications? Like I was looking at the study and people are willing to talk more about finances, for example. Yeah. How do you feel about money? How do you feel about having kids? Yep. And, and where do you want to live and having your values in place? Because that can really be a, a deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. More singles than ever are really focused on finding someone who's financially compatible and, and really having those conversations on the table earlier than yeah. ever, because I think we've seen that really hiding parts of ourselves or letting it wait until it's further down the line is just causing more problems. Mm. And so if you asked me 10 years ago, we did this segment and we yeah. talked about, what do you not talk about on the first date? What do we always say? It was like politics and money and religion. <laughs> yeah. And now we talk about all those things. Yeah. The minute that we're connecting with someone- True. And in some ways, we, we probably could could work through that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, but in a lot of ways, it's really setting the stage for a potential of a really healthy relationship because everything's on the table. Mm. And then you're able to really have those really fruitful discussions based on where are your priorities? Uh, I think that's so important because, you know, if you really know, if you, if you know where you stand and you're honest, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're honest about it, then you can sit and say, okay, you know what? We can work this out. There may be an issue, but you find a middle ground. And if you say, if it's really worth it, if not, I'm sorry. I mean, I've been married a long time and I, and I look at it and I say, you know, you can destroy something mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Yep. Um, you know, when, when you talk about the basics, okay. Money is important. Yes. I think another thing that's very important, and the study shows that as well, talking about family, mm-hmm. because many times family can either really help the relationship or break them up. Yes. If you've got a tough family situation and, and you can't deal with it, couples split up because of that. Yeah. It's a challenge. I mean, it, it's always important. And I, I was reading something recently, another research study that came out that talked about how it's so necessary to set boundaries with your family to make sure mm. if there's, because there's a lot of times where the outside family outside of your unit, because yeah. your unit is you and your partner, mm. is really detrimental to the development of that relationship. Yeah. And so making sure that like, you are prioritizing each other. Yes. Because at the end of the day, yeah. it's the two of you. Even right. outside of your your kids, your kids will leave you. Yeah. Your parents will leave you. The dogs and then leave it's just you. you. And, and then it's just the you. you. So yeah, exactly. If, if you're not setting those boundaries, if you're not prioritizing each other, then we end up in a situation that's problematic. So it, it's family's beautiful. I love family, but it's really making sure that it's eyes wide open and you're having those honest communications right. and and fi- family dynamics change. Yeah, they can. As you have a relationship, as you mm-hmm. have a chi- you know children of your own and families. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you know you know a lot of couples too, and, and we do uh, who have lived very close to their family. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a good thing. You know, yeah. they have the Sunday meals together and they, they help one another. It's very supportive. Other times it can be a real problem. And <laughs> yeah. I, I think that those are basics that people have to talk about and say, yeah. where do we want to live? Do we want to live close by? Is that going to work for us or not? Yeah. And, and that is, it's all about communication yeah. and deciding everything is is good for you if it works for your family unit. Mm. I have a friend who he, he eventually got married and did not do this, but before, when he was dating, he would say, I really just want a commune with all of my family. And we all live on, you know, I'll get like a 10 acre property and I'm going to get my sisters and my brothers oh, and my wow. parents. And I'm like, oh. maybe we want to ease into that and talk to your, your future spouse before you set that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. right, <laughs> exactly. Not everybody would be interested in that. Right, you have to share that. But it could work for yeah. some people if you have those shared values. You mentioned the word work. Yes. Okay. Now that's another very delicate area. Uh, and it's changed somewhat, you know, post COVID people are thinking more about, we want to live somewhere together that's comfortable and so forth and not work too hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's changed. I don't know, but at one time, you know, and, and maybe it's still around work was a problem for a lot of couples yeah. because if you became so involved with your work, uh, that you didn't spend much time with each other and it became an issue, couples ended up splitting up because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the changes there? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So, you know, we went through that period of time during COVID when everybody was forced to be together and you're yeah. like, I haven't spent this much time with you ever. Mm. And so a lot of couples did have those kind of yeah. questions of, is this going to continue? Um, but it's really figuring out where are your priorities and a relationship doesn't flourish if you don't spend that time together, True. no matter your love language, it's still uh-huh. it, quality time's essential. Mm-hmm. Having a connection is essential. And so realizing is this work in the way of my relationship? relationship. And, you know, it's something I'm super conscious of at this point in my life where I'm, and I'm sure you are too, you could work as much as you want, but 
not at the expense of my my family, not at the expense mm-hmm. of my love. And mm-hmm. so you really want to make that balance. And sometimes yeah. it's difficult decisions. You know, work is a very important part of life because sure. I mean, you have to pay your bills yes. and you try to provide <laughs> a certain lifestyle, which is important. I mean, I've, I've never been, you know, uh, someone who just lives in the material world. I think it's important to have those basics. You need them, but also to live at a higher level of consciousness, you know, mm-hmm. to have a relationship, you know, with your, with your mate and with your family and, you know, whatever spiritual uh, values you have. A friend of mine years ago um, was single, and I remember he was talking to me, and he said, you know, he said, I, I'm, I'm dating right now. And he said, but I have uh, the Four Seasons rule. And I said, the Four Seasons rule? What are you <laughs> talking about? And he said, well, you know, he said, when I go out with someone, he said, I want to make sure that I spend four seasons with that mm. person. He said, because I happen to be a very active person. I ski in the wintertime. I do a lot of swimming in the, in the summertime. You know, I'm very active. I, I bicycle. I do different. And then he said, I want to see how they react with, with uh, holidays, with my family. Yeah. Are they moody? Do they get depressed? Are they happy? And he went through this whole thing scenario, and I said, you know what? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because people can change with different seasons. What do you think of that? I think that's a smart rule. I think yeah. a lot of people jump into relationships and make assumptions about how someone is going to be in the long term with a very short window of observation. If we're yeah. looking at it from a scientific perspective, you have to see how people are. You have to see how once, you know— it, they say in that 12 to 18 months that you first meet someone, everyone's on their best behavior. Right. You haven't been in a real fight yet. You're you're not mm. really dealing with real issues right away. And so you want to go through all of those seasons to see, is this someone that I want to continue to invest my energy in? Yes. And so I think a lot of times, you know, I see, especially the the younger people on, on TikTok and I'll scroll yeah. and they'll be like, yeah. leave them if they haven't proposed in two years or something. It's like, what are you in a rush for? Right. You know, why are we, we're rushing towards an end goal that's not of service to really the longevity of your healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm always saying, slow down. Slow down. And this is from someone, listen, my, the first time I got married, we got engaged in six weeks. Mm. I was 25 years old. I made terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you're just in a different space. And I knew going in the second time, like we waited, oh my gosh, I think it's, it was like two and a half years before yeah. we, we really mm-hmm. made that next level of commitment. Well, see, there are a lot of people who are watching and listening to us and saying, you know, I, I think it's important because, you know, previous generations would get married really young because mm-hmm. th- this was this was the way it was yep. for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. But today, a, a lot of people are saying, I can wait. Yep. And it's not a big deal if I get married at 30. Yeah. Or, or, or longer. Yeah. And actually, the coolest thing about the, the match study is that Gen Z— yeah are the most inclined to want to get married. I think it was like 57% of Gen Z are really looking uh, for a lifelong yeah, marriage. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. There was a lot of other statistics within there talking about just how Gen Z, our youngest kind of generation of adults coming into mm. relationships, are the ones who are the most hopeful, the most open. You know, they're they're open in terms of religion and politics and, and race and all of these Got things it. that we've been very closed off to before sure, and sure. really interested in those really significant mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. commitments. Rachel, um, I'm going to bring up a topic that I think is really important. I'm ready. And, yeah, and, and you know what? And I, I think you're going to agree with this. I think one of the most detrimental things that can happen to a relationship at any stage is anger. Mm. I believe that anger is the enemy of love. Yeah. If there's too much anger, too much fighting going on, too much bickering, too much divisiveness, 
anger can be such a harmful thing to a relationship. You agree with that? I do agree. I think, listen, you know, everybody gets angry, but it's how you hold on to it. And it's also how you show it. And John Gottman does a lot of research around or has done a lot of research around uh, just how there is so much data around resentment Mm. and defensiveness. And he has a whole uh, concept around the four horsemen um, that really leads to divorce. But for, for a lot of people to understand it's, it's how you express that anger. It's okay to get angry, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're always going to have things that that irritate us. I mean, we're real, we're human all the time. It's how you handle it. It's how you handle it. And it's also, are you respecting your partner through it? Because when you have anger without respect, you create Mm. resentment and you create cruelty. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to come back from that. Oh, yeah. You know, the minute that you start breaking those bonds of trust because you've expressed your Mm -hmm. anger in a really Mm -hmm. disrespectful Mm -hmm. way, Mm -hmm. it's the most difficult thing to come back from. Yeah. You know, it leads us into another good topic, which was part of the study that was done here. And that is mental health. Yes. And being able to be more open about it and say, you know what? There is something here that we need to address. Yep. Couple therapy, whatever you want to call it, or individual, whatever. But I think that they're more open now to saying mental health, God knows how important it is, right? Yeah. Look at all the things that we're experiencing with people who have mental disorders. Um, I, I like the fact that, that more and more couples are saying there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, there's something good about yeah. mental health, good mental health, and getting the support that we need. Yeah. That we need. Well, and that's what I love because it showed that singles are more than ever yeah. willing to go see a therapist. And so if you're starting that before your relationship, if you're willing to go see a therapist to work through any sort of challenges that you're having while you're while you're solo, that means that when you're in that relationship, you're more than likely willing to do that if you have challenges in your relationship. And so often I think people, they live in this vacuum mm. and they they don't express themselves and they're not allowing themselves to work through things that right. could be small problems yeah. that turn into big problems sure. because they're not dealing with it. Mm. So it's a huge part of where I think we're, we're going in the right direction because mm. that openness is going to allow us to, to yeah. navigate all of the stressors that life has. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. I agree with you. No question about it. <laughs> I also think, and I'm sure you agree with me that um, humor yes. is important in a relationship. Yes. You know, to, to be able to laugh at a situation, to laugh at yourself and to keep it light and airy. Yep. Uh, because when it becomes too heavy, you know what I mean? When uh, these moods and, you know, and these faces and all of that, you need to lighten it up. So I, I've always been a firm believer in, in, in being able to laugh at situations and finding ways to just enjoy each other's company in a, in a happy way. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, it's it's really if people could take themselves a little less seriously, yeah. <laughs> I think right. we'd be in a good spot. And, yeah. You know, we throw around, I think the word narcissism has been way overused mm. because, you know, on social media, it's like everyone's a narcissist oh, and, yeah. and whatnot. But I do think that a lot of people are very egocentric and the, Too much if of we, that today. If less ego, more heart. And yeah. I think we'd go a long way. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've, I've done stories on it, you know, how people who are just on social media all the time, posting these photos of themselves become very narcissistic and think about themselves only. Yeah. And you become a, such a, a, a self-centered individual yeah. rather than being in a relationship, yeah. being in a partnership with somebody, whether it's romantic or whether it's business or whether whatever yeah. it happens to be, 
we need to, you know, understand one another and talk. Yeah. I was just going to say it spans so far beyond romantic relationships yeah. when we when we really are so self-centered and we're not putting ourselves in another person's shoes when we're not using, you know, empathy and compassion to have these conversations and make connections. Mm. We're really shooting ourselves in the foot in every situation, whether it's with friends, whether it's with professional relationships. I see, you know, and and it's it's something it's a whole other conversation, but yeah. you know, I, I work a lot in the corporate space and in that direction leaders are changing. People are changing. We're becoming more human. Yeah. And and that means that we're we're focusing less on ourselves and we're focusing on connections and relationships. I hope so. Yeah. That's so important. It is. Uh, I want to go back a little bit because we were yeah. talking about, you know, compatibility. Yes. The, the things that are really important to you. And one thing that I made a note of here, because that was part of the study, the overturning of Roe v. Wade yeah. and how that's impacted dating and, and, and sexual relations and, yep. and intimacy and so forth. Uh, touch on that for a little bit, okay? Talk about that in terms of sure. how couples are reacting to it and how it influences their their dating life, but also in terms of wanting children and family. Yeah, well, it's, it's really bridging those conversations yeah. and and having those conversations sooner and understanding what people's positions are. So singles, you know, are really more aware of what is my date's position on Roe v. Wade? What's my date's position on abortion? What's before I am intimate with someone, mm. make sure that we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. And so it's changing how people are making decisions of who they're dating. Yeah. And so it goes beyond, you know, political uh, affiliations. It's really about the specific because yeah. it's a very human element. Mm -hmm. no and so it's just, it. it's really changed the way that people yeah. think. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. But it's good, it's good that people are, are, are more open and talking about it. And I think the key word to all of this is being respectful. Yes. I, I think if we can respect a, everyone's opinion and not get into these arguments and so forth, that's when we're making progress. Yeah. Um, look, you're an amazing personality. Television, you know, you've, you've done a lot of things. You go out. You're also a, a speaker. You go I out am. and you do a lot. So when you go out there. 
Tell me where you go and what you talk about. What do you talk about? Yeah, so I speak on human connection. So a lot of times I'll be brought in by corporations, associations. And so it's it, we don't talk about romance, uh, but the foundations of relationships are the same. Yeah. And so it really is. And a lot of times, you know, I, I have a relatable leader. So my platform's on relatability and I'm all about connection and relatability. And uh, I have a, a new book that I'm working on now, The Relatable Leader. And I did mm. research mm. and it, I haven't even released it yet. But yeah. what I found that was so interesting is yeah. above all is that teams are looking for respect. They're respect. looking, people are looking to be respected yes. in the workplace. Yes. And so a lot of times I'll speak to organizations really looking to improve their team engagement and, and looking to, to build uh, better leaders. And so we work through a lot of these similar things that we're talking yeah. about because it comes down to trust and respect and no communication. About it. I'm glad you're talking about leadership because I'm very interested in that subject. As you know, I took a break from the news, yeah. did a year studying Harvard Business School and leadership was a key topic. And, and one of the things, among other things that we learned was was to be a good leader, you have to listen. Mm. You have to be attentive. Yes. And you have to try and help other people as well to become leaders, yes. to be a good role model. Uh, a lot of people argue that we are lack leadership today, uh, that it's become so political, that it's all about me and what, what I can benefit from and not what the people need, not what our country needs, not what our town needs, not what our community needs, but what I need and what's good for me. Um, are we going to make some more progress with that? I mean, here, it's a subject that you're so. interested in. Tell yeah. me about it. Give me I, your thoughts on that. You know, it's interesting. So I, I actually, I, I was talking about this yesterday online because I think so often we show up with assumptions based on our own perspectives, our own experiences, our own, uh, you know, ideas yeah. of what we think sh things should be. And the problem is, is that oftentimes we're not willing to shift because change is scary, right? Mm. Especially if you've, you know, if we, we look at generational differences and that's what I studied uh, in, in my research mm -hmm. is the differences between boomers, Gen Xs, millennials, Gen Zs. And there's a lot of issue right now because there's a shift. There's mm. a shift in the mentality of what leadership is and mm. what people want from their leaders. Sure. And if we're not doing that, you know, I'm a I'm a young Gen X. I'm mm -hmm. like an old. I don't depends on like when they're <laughs> when they're cutting it <laughs> off. But it's it's an interesting thing to even see from my perspective because the workplace is filled with millennials and Gen Zs yes. and Gen Zs and millennials will be all of our emerging leaders coming mm, up mm -hmm. and they're going to change the way things are done. Mm. And so Hoping right now there's, way, yeah. yes. And yeah. so I think that's where the hope comes in is like, we're shifting into better mental health, more openness, more heart centered leadership, yeah. more connection focused mm. and possibly just a little bit more, um, malleable in terms of mm. what does work look like? Yeah, I hope so. So, hope so it's an interesting shift. And I think we're still seeing a lot of this, but we're seeing there's a lot of friction right now because there's kind of this old guard that's yeah. saying, this is the way it has to be. This is how it always has been, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be like that no. anymore. We're looking for some, some fresh ideas yeah. and, and, and a new direction. Okay. A good positive direction. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about young people. Yes. Now, talk a little bit about some of the older folks, yes. you know, who uh, unfortunately, you know, have lost their spouse um, or they've gone through a divorce or they, they've been alone for a long time and they're looking for a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I've known couples, you know, who have gone through that. And when you find someone who's lost their spouse and they've been good together for many years and they find somebody new. There are people who will criticize and say, well, why is he doing that? Why is she doing that? I mean, you know, the person's only been gone for two years or whatever. And yet when you see that person and they talk about how happy they are and how they feel that their spouse would have liked to have seen them 
enjoy life. Um, talk about that a little yeah. bit, how the older generation needs to be, you know, treated more kindly in many ways. And I think The Golden Bachelor really yeah. helped with that. Oh, yeah. That's I, quite a show. Yeah, yeah. And I really, I was, I was really excited to see it happen because I think for years, even when I was on Married at First Sight, they would constantly, people would be writing and saying, when are you going to do a version with, with older adults? And so when I saw The Golden Bachelor come out, I was like, this is great because it shows the example of you can find love again. Mm. You know, there's no, there's no time limit. There's no age limit to really finding companionship. And yeah. And that's the thing that I encourage people to understand is regardless of your judgment of, of whether it's too soon or maybe you, you know, were attached to the, their, their spouse and, and you had this image of their relationship, mm -hmm. you know, don't judge people on their desire for companionship. Yes. We are completely wired for it. As mm -hmm. human beings, this is entirely what we are wired to do on this earth is to be with people. Yes. And so it is extremely lonely yeah. to lose a spouse. And especially at that age where you have, you still have this runway of life. Mm -hmm. Why would you not be open yeah. to meeting someone new? And I understand, go through your process, do it when you're ready. But I would really implore people not to judge. I think it's judge. very important. Unfortunately, and I, I, I know at least one or two couples that have had problems with their children mm. uh, who were not ready to accept it. Yeah. And, and created a real issue for that couple. And, and that's kind of sad because it, it's a dynamic that you don't need. You know, yeah. you, you need it to be more, more harmonious. I've witnessed a lot of that myself, you have, too. Right? Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah, and, I, and it's understandable, right? You can kind mm. of, you can put yourself in the position of the kids. We are yeah. like, that was mom and dad. Like, I can't picture mom with a, a different person or dad yeah. with a different person. So it's, it's really having a heart-to-heart you know, conversation mm. with those children and also letting them know how lonely you are oh, and yeah. how, what you're, what the benefit of, of meeting a new partner is. Mm. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're really having that heartfelt conversation, you're coming from here, yeah. not from here, right, right. then they may understand it in a different way yeah. instead of that mandate of, well, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Mm. That doesn't typically, no, no, no. that doesn't land well. We have to remember that it's all about love. Yes. Okay. And love is a beautiful thing. A couple of quick questions before we go. What do you think is great about living in America? What's, what's the best thing you can say about living in this country? I think the coolest thing, because I get to travel a lot yeah. for, for media, for speeches, there is like a different country everywhere you land. You know, if you go to Europe, you get to bounce around to different countries pretty easily and you see the differences between each country. And I feel like it's the same thing with each city. Every yeah. city has this different flair to it. It's, it's just the coolest thing to be experiencing that mm. in real time and, and just really get to see. There's so much that, yeah. that, I mean, I feel like I haven't explored half of this country the way it's I want to. It's a great country. It yeah. is. And it's, it's nice to be able to travel and experience yes. all that you're talking about. Um, I love children. As Love you too. do. Love kids. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, there's a wonderful quote from uh, Carl Sandburg and said, every time you see a newborn baby, it's God voicing his opinion that the world should go on, Aww. should continue. It's an affirmation of life. So if you were to pass along some information to a newborn baby that they could tuck away someplace and look <laughs> at it later in life and say, oh, you know, Rachel D'Alto uh, wrote this and, and sent this to me, and now I, I, I can read it and understand it. What would you pass along to a newborn baby? Gosh, I'd say first, let your parents sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the one thing, and it's such an interesting thing to always come back to, is that you are enough. 
If we could just hold on to that version of ourselves that are filled with self-worth, the way that we would show up in the world would be completely different oh, yeah. in terms of our romantic relationships, our friendships, and our professional relationships. Mm-hmm. Because we we enter this stage of our life where we're in this place where we're not feeling as whole as we were when mm-hmm. we were first born. And so mm-hmm. if we could just remember that you're enough, I think a lot of decisions would be very different. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know, we've been talking about the subject of love and relationships, but it starts with loving yourself. 100%. And I know we agree on that because you, you have to appreciate and honor yourself and, and know that there is dignity about who you are. Yep. And by loving yourself, then you're capable of loving others as well. Rachel D'Alto, you're a fabulous guest. Aww, you know, you Ernie, really are. You're I terrific. You. I love being with you as well. And I, <laughs> I think the topic was fabulous. I hope a lot of people learned something from so what we too. talked about. And continued success to you and all the good things. Same Congratulations you. on your on your uh, marriage, seven months. Thank May you. May you go, you know, forever. 70 plus years. I hope you have a great time. <laughs> I was time. like, we'd have to live forever then. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I might be AI generated by then. <laughs> Could be. Maybe all of us, right? This is really me. I'm talking to you right now. This is not AI. I'm a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks, Ernie. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time on Positively Ernie. Bye.